0: genre.
1: archives, where we discuss the history and legends of a galaxy far, far away. I'm Tim Garcia.
0: And I'm Gary Roby.
1: And we're back with a banter episode. Um, if you're new here, thanks for joining us. Uh, every other week we do a deep dive into a random Star Wars uh, piece of media, um, yeah. is the best way to describe it. Um, and then in between we do episodes that are just uh, kind of catch up General uh Star Wars uh episodes. Yeah, uh, here's what
0: we've been doing, here's what news we've heard about, stuff like that.
1: Yeah. Uh so Gary, how, how have you been? How's uh I've been good. How was your, was your holiday? Uh it was good. So yeah, this is uh we're coming after uh Christmas and um
0: I'm so happy we listened to Christmas in the stars still, Tim.
1: Yeah, that was a great
0: that was, that a, was, good, great. That was yeah, a good that was
1: I made sure over uh the holiday Uh, to share it with literally everybody in my life. I did Um, not
0: play this at my parents' house on Christmas like I intended. However, when we were unwrapping presents, I did have the Darth Vader Yule log on YouTube on the television.
1: That's awesome. (laughs) Uh, I did uh, end up, because of the nature of how I consume media, where I watch it as soon as it comes out, and then have to watch it with various family members and friends, and Stuff like that, too. Well, have to. I want to. Sure. Um, I
0: get that. Uh, Sherry with everyone.
1: But I, uh, I was rewatching Hawkeye after Brian nice. told us about the, uh,
0: yeah, the, that
1: it's in. It It very clearly is in episode it's four.
0: Clearly bells, it's, bells, it's bells, 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 so good.
1: From, yeah. It made me laugh every time.
0: Uh, yeah.
1: Uh, but yeah. Um, uh, would you get any cool, uh, Star Wars swag? Star Wars swag.
0: Did I get any Star Wars? Oh, uh, I got a cool new um, bookmark. My manager at the bookstore, Kelly, her, I guess one of her family members, um, made these like wood carved like bookmarks for everybody. And the one that I got is the scene where Darth Vader reveals that he's Luke's father. That's awesome. And it's like super cool. It's this like it's nice handmade. little. Yeah. yeah it- I think really it's cool. like, no, they I'm I'm certain that they're all like personalized because different booksellers each got different ones that were like very specific to people's interests
1: oh wow okay
0: uh which i think is really cool her family's just like full of talented people i think her dad made like wands we sold at the store for a while and uh her siblings both do like cosplay and stuff so
1: oh that's neat um
0: it was cool so i think the only star wars thing i got uh yeah i'm pretty sure that's the only star wars thing i got this this uh christmas
1: yeah that's cool um what about you my mom stuck in my stocking uh, two fun little Star Wars things. Yeah, because uh, that we go over to her house for Christmas morning. My, my that makes sense, family and I, uh, and she always has like her stockings and she gets the little toys and stuff that she likes. Um, but she got me a salacious bee crumb.
0: Oh my god!
1: That um, laughs when you squeeze it. That's um, awesome. And uh, she also went on Etsy because when. Um, when Rebels was coming out, I was living at her place and we watched all of Rebels together, yeah. basically me and my brother and her. Um and she knew that I do not care for um and of course I'm blanking on their names, the space whales. The um Oh the
0: Pergill. The
1: Pergill, yes. Two. Did not care for the first episode of the Pergill. Um And I was just like, you know, this show has really good stuff and really bad stuff.
0: The fact that the Pergil are like critical canon because of the last episode of the series is my favorite
1: thing. The thing is, is I didn't care for them and... Like it starts stuff starts happening in the last episode. My mom goes, "Oh my god, the space whales are going to show up at the end." And I was like, "I she hope you're not it. right." Oh, she literally this. called it.
0: Oh, your mom is my favorite, and she was like, "The space
1: whales are going to be," here. and she was so excited that the, the space whales, whales showed here. up.
0: The Us, hyperspace. The like it would have been
1: one thing uh, if they were just space whales.
0: No, they're hyper but they go in hyperspace whales. Tim. I they're just, so cool. Did not I care love for them it so much. The, th- the 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 Lothwolves can travel through like short distance hyperspace on on Lothal, so like I'm okay with that also I'm, being no
1: the key- okay. I'm okay with the the Lothwolves having Why? some kind of spiritual connection with Lothal. Uh. Right? Okay, with the planet on itself. Planet it's just itself. oh,
0: this is like um, they're
1: able to use the Force because they have a special connection with it. This is
0: like that that episode of Visions that's the the Village Bride, where right. the planet inherently has a connection to the Force and is allowing them to like revisit right. memories of their pasts.
1: And it's not necessarily that they they're able to find some sort of sh- We They're they're not explicit. What they're not finding necessarily wormholes. It's just all of a sudden they're in a different spot, right? If I recall correctly,
0: yeah, it's 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 unclear because uh, Ezra climbs on the back of one of them and they like start running in a in an arbitrary direction, and you sort of get the like hyperspace kind of tunnel thing going on, but it's not quite as yeah the same way it happens in like shuttles, uh, and then yeah they are just somewhere else on the planet.
1: So I don't know. I'm I'm okay with them do basically doing. Finding some but, sort of connection. But it
0: happening in space is too much. No,
1: no, 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 You're not letting me finish. So okay, please go on. I'm okay with them finding some sort of like spiritual connection with a planet, right? Because that's uh-huh. a connection to the living force. It's something that's established in the canon. Right. It's like, a, okay, you can do weird powery things with the force when there's more life, there's more like stuff going on so
0: I have, I have a question for you here like yeah. how do you feel about the um because this is the thing that i think has come up in canon a couple times but that there's a distinction right there's like the living force and then the cosmic force and both of those are part of the same greater whole in a very like father son holy spirit way and uh, I think the pergola drawing on this, like, bigger thing, this cosmic force, the thing that is unifying, oh, like, no, no, no. You planets had, you together had, in space and no, the you galaxy. No, you had me until
1: you said that. <laughs> because, because, no, I think looking at it as two different things, but one is more powerful. I do powerful. feel like there are
0: different aspects of yeah, the they're same, di- like, thing. There are
1: different aspects, but, like, to be like, oh, no, I pull from the cosmic, that's very playgroundy, you know, like, okay. that's very like, no, you can't do this. <laughs> well, I, I I'm pull from the I'm using a different cosmic. type of I'm using a game. different type of force. No, you're, like, blah, blah, blah. No. the Yes, I agree with the living force and the cosmic force. living force sure. is what allows you to pull the lightsaber across the room. It's okay, what allows but, like, you the, to jump. it allows if some living into... Yes. Sorry. <laughs> the the cosmic force is that's the the force wills it that's oh. the oh it's all let trust the force trust the feelings like that's the like this let is the, the force guide you
0: I that's am one with the, the force and the force the force is with, is with
1: me. me that's the cosmic force that's okay. what you're tapping into whereas the living mm-hmm. force is lifting rocks you know that's the you know. That's the part that you're interacting with the world around you, whereas the There's cosmic a, force is the directions, the balance to the force. Like
0: naturalism and spiritualism thing. Right. That's sort of happening.
1: But it works together. They're all part of the same thing, but they're t- it's not like the space whales are going, well, no, my, my force is cosmic force, <laughs> no, so I go through no, hyperspace. But like,
0: I, well, I don't think they're sentient in that way anyway. I think it's just... They're,
1: I think they're sentient to a degree... Like, I they're, mean, they're, they're I don't clearly think you're intelligent.
0: Wrong. Yeah, they're clearly in, um, yeah, that's true.
1: Um, I
0: guess I I mean, like they don't feel sentient in the same way that like
1: C three PO is sentient.
0: Somebody at the bar at the cantina is sentient. Yeah, C three PO is sentient. Even C three PO sentience is is complicated because droids and how they're treated in Star Wars. But right. that's a different conversation. It's
1: only complicated because we want to make ourselves feel better for treating. I just rewatched Solo. Yeah.
0: And uh everything with L3 still kills me. Also the fact that her name is L three three seven is also sort of trolling on it. the writer. It makes me so mad.
1: I hate it. Um but yeah. She's so, great, but anyway, still. I don't like that because the the, the the what I was trying to get to was sure. hyperspace is a very mechanical machine thing. It's calculate the jump to light speed, going to hyperspace. There's a bunch of numbers. It's a very like humans had to create a way to go to hyperspace. It wasn't something that happened in nature, and mm. to suddenly make it a thing that something in nature does. Oh,
0: you know what this is? What have you have you watched? You've watched Avatar: The Last Airbender. Have you watched Avatar: The Last Airbender? I've Bender? seen
1: some episodes. This is
0: Avatar: The Last Airbender. Avatar: The Last Airbender. Uh, all of the different bending nations learned their bending from a creature who could do it, uh, like that guided I like, their I like direction. That. I like that I, for that universe. And I think that Dave Filoni being a person who worked on both, like that's it. It feels to me like something that carried over between the two things. The idea of like somebody who can has access to this mystical power, learning how to use it through the guidance of something that just does it naturally um
1: yeah i don't which mind i think that is for, maybe think, why i'm
0: able to yeah
1: i think avatar the last airbender that works great it does i think that's, i think so as well that's perfect but i don't think that that's is necessary
0: here necessary
1: in uh-huh. well because what you're saying here is that oh every machine thing that they do in star wars no, I don't, they learned from
0: no i don't need it that i don't that's a little it's, further than it's, i yeah there is an interesting thing about um people who have access to the Force and their relationship to hyperspace, right? Because there's um, now canonically the way that, like, <sighs> the the Chiss Ascendancy have uh, their Skywalkers that work in the way that, like, guild navigators from Dune do, where they are using the Force to feel out the paths that they need to travel through hyperspace with. And, and that's how have, they like make their hyperspace jumps. It's not we computers. have the Santeca
1: the woman in the higher public books.
0: Yes, that's true for the Nihil, right? But, but the Chiss have like they're just using the Force.
1: In, I think the Santeca woman is using the Force.
0: That is also true. You're right. You are right. right. I think that the thing about the Santeca. I think the thing about um, I should know her name.
1: I don't remember. Mari. Her first name. I think it's Mari, Mari Santeca. Santeca. Uh,
0: she not only is like feeling out the The thing about the Chiss is they're jumping in a direction and then you have someone who's physically like present using the force and like able to navigate around objects that are mm-hmm. appearing in space. Whereas Mari Santeca can see the entire path and can give that information to someone else to use.
1: Is that how it works? I The way my interpretation, at least of the book, and I could be wrong, is that she's... She feels. Maybe out she's the-
0: traveled these paths.
1: She. That's what. It, and that's I think why when she's she able goes, to give that information to someone. Yeah, else. Yeah, I think that's what. There's a scene where, um, what's his name? Um, I,
0: I think the difference is that Mari can give this information to other people. I don't feel like the Chiss Skywalkers can do that.
1: Um. Yeah. No. What I. What. Uh, what's his name? Um. The Eye. Um, Martian Martian There's a scene where Martian's in there and she's like in doing these um yeah. basically these things um and like I th- I always thought that that she was finding the paths basically.
0: Yeah, but I think the difference here is that a chis Skywalker is doing that while they're in hyperspace. Like it is an active thing.
1: Yeah, and I thought that's what she was doing, but I, I could have just been mis misinterpreted. I mean because like
0: the 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 thing is that like they, other Nihil members can use the paths that she has. I guess maybe she's like, I don't know, transcribing them. Maybe she's mapping these lanes as she's discovering them. And that's how other people can get access to what the paths are. Um, But also there is an implication that the paths like change all the time. Like the, the reason that they're beneficial to the Nihil is that they're unmapped and like new ones are popping up or like old ones are in. I feel like there's like an ebb and flow in
1: the ebb and flow. It feels
0: the ebb and flow. Uh, it feels, it feels like, I imagine you could like put Mari Santeca on a boat in the ocean and, and she could find like the right current that is going to take that boat all the way across the ocean even though it's never been traveled before. Right.
1: And I thought that she was doing that. I think she's her using the Force. I, didn't I just think, think
0: it's a different method.
1: No, I, I was just saying, I thought she was doing that. And, and she wasn't like telling Martian, hey, go this way. She was doing it and Martian was recording her doing it. And that's Maybe. how she. That's how he found out. How he's path. giving
0: the paths to other he's, people. It's not
1: like she's like, go over here and make a left at, you know, blah, blah, blah. And like,
0: <laughs> <you> <laughs> that's know, like, fair. That's fair.
1: Yeah, so I thought it was the same thing. It's just they have maybe more it of is. Them, They're just it's just and recorded it's and she's more... been doing
0: it for longer. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I'm sure it's a similar thing because we do yeah. see in um, I could
1: be I could be completely wrong.
0: Thrawn but... alliances, I think, is the one that's him and Darth Vader. Uh, he teaches Darth Vader to navigate the same way that the the sky the skywalkers that are. not Right, that's just Skywalkers do, and he, it, it. There's a really great sequence where he is navigating like around nebulas and planets and things, like while they're traveling through hyperspace. Yeah, space and, it's, and
1: I really like that. I like that, like an active in tune. Right. I, what What I like about it is that it's, it's like a next step. Like yeah. you've got what um, Mari Santeca is able to do 200 years ago. And then you've got the Chess Ascendancy, you know, basically...
0: Doing this all the time.
1: As the... Yeah, you know, they've kind of taken that and evolved it. Um,
0: That's interesting. I do like... I do like that as an extension of what Mari could do. I wonder if, like, knowledge of the paths... the, The paths that Mari could use is still, like, unknown. Like... Do we know if the way that hyperspace works as we see it in the films and in the shows that we've watched, um work the same way that they seem to work in High Republic?
1: No, it doesn't.
0: It feels a lot um, more limited in the High Republic. It's it much feels more like limited. You can jump there's anywhere.
1: lanes Yeah. There's, there's lanes, lanes that you have to get to and it's very um yeah, it's very early for higher public. Like you have to get to spots where that's like okay. Like if you jump Everybody from here, is you off can road jump road vehicles from...
0: nowadays.
1: Yeah, because they well, yeah. If you're especially <laughs> if you're a smuggler, right?
0: Especially for smugglers,
1: right? Yeah. You've got to be able to do that, but for um, sure. Yeah, I, I I assume they probably still use hyperspace lanes in you know the time of the original trilogy, yeah. um, but it's probably mainly for like the big ships, like. I'm just you know, so
0: fascinated by like. How all this stuff works Like I
1: If you're a If you're a You know Space trucker Yeah Or something You take the hyperspace lanes
0: Like Dexter Jetster (laughs) uh, We also learned In In One of the High Republic books That That prospectors At the time of the High Republic Literally were people Who are mapping hyperspace lanes
1: Right I love that And
0: I I love that idea For like What Dexter was doing Before he ran this diner
1: And it makes me wonder If The galaxy at the time of the original trilogy is like bigger than it was, not like not physically bigger, but like the known galaxy is bigger than it was. I definitely get
0: that impression that like the High Republic is treating the Outer Rim very much as like all of the Outer Rim is frontier still,
1: right?
0: Uh, And I think that makes a very clear difference in like how you respect the space,
1: which is really funny because if you don't, you know, which I know the. Kotor is no longer. Uh, it's no longer canon. Uh, yeah. For who knows how long. Um. But like Tatooine. I mean, they're
0: doing that new one, and I yeah, would very be very curious them. to see if that's going to be like can canon.
1: I believe it is. I believe it's going to be. They've
0: canon. been re- They've been reprinting. This is like a thing that's been happening. We've talked about it with books. We've Been reprinting books with now essential legends on them. right. And you, so I think yeah, we're yeah, going to start me that. seeing. A lot more of like old legend canon becoming re-canonized.
1: right? And they've been doing it. Like, I mean, Boba Fett just happened. I mean, yeah, and it's literally. literally Boba Fett. Yeah, no, uh, like that. That's that's all stuff that was legends and is yeah, now true. Um, canon. I'm so curious, like, but I about don't the think things that... that
0: are marked essential because, like, Darth Bane is now essential legends, and I haven't seen we've seen very little actual Rule of Two stuff in canon,
1: right? But Darth Bane's canon.
0: Yeah, yeah, Darth Bane is canon. and So those He's essential from- legends are legends, but I I'm curious if that means that we're going to eventually get like a new canon story or piece of any sort of piece of media that's going to be like this is the Darth Bane story, the canon Darth Bane story.
1: Yeah. Um but what I'm reading is it's just a way to celebrate the 50th anniversary is like these are the highlights that's of, the, fair. of these are the highlights of um,
0: of old EU,
1: of old EU, since a lot of it that's is also garbage. Fair. Um, which yeah, yeah it's
0: hard to when they talk
1: about. I mean, and, and it just coincides that yeah, these are the highlights of the old EU. So it's the stuff that they're reusing, yeah, for canon, like the stuff Theron trilogy. But there's it is always
0: al- truth in legends, says Ahsoka Tano.
1: Yeah, but there's always um, like a lot of this stuff is like this is all the stuff that I would always hear people talk about anyway. People always talked about the Bane Trilogy. People talked about Plagueis. People talked about the Thrawn Trilogy. Um,
0: They included the Mace Windu book Shatterpoint, which I think is interesting.
1: Yeah. That is interesting.
0: I would like to read that at some time.
1: They're not not bringing Mace Windu back. I'm going to stop you right there. (laughs) He's dead.
0: That's fine. That's fine. How old do you think Mace Windu is? He's probably human, so he won't show up in the High Republic. But...
1: I mean, he's How probably, long do like
0: humans with the force live if they don't die in combat?
1: We don't see. Do we see any old? We the only person we see die of natural causes is Yoda. And he's six. He's nine hundred years old.
0: Nine hundred.
1: He somehow ages a hundred years between Empire and <laughs> and Return of the Jedi. If it, you take they're, his they're, word, there,
0: there, it's a 100- hundred years for whatever his planet he's from
1: is. oh wait no he's uh, he says for 800 years have i trained jedi so he started training when he was 100
0: when he was 100 i can okay. look at that yeah, yeah that's fair with me
1: so he's nine hundred. yeah so
0: 14. 100 so so he's all 50 years before grogu is gonna be powerful enough to train anybody else take on a yeah. catalog
1: yeah i don't know is it weird to me that that grogu doesn't have like pupils his eyes are kind of like all like the black beady things do you think he, like, will eventually have, peop- like, whites? Oh, my like goodness. Like Yoda does? Sorry,
0: hold on. Now I'm gonna look up both of them.
1: His eyes are very much different.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Yoda has, like, brown eyes, but, like, natural, like, white, then brown, then the pupil.
1: Like, Grogu has a little bit of whites, but they're...
0: Grogu's eyes are all...
1: Yeah, they're, like, dark. all... He's yeah! Got little whites on the on the edges.
0: Oh man, I never even thought about that.
1: So, no, that's like my one biggest thing is like when does his eyes become like a normal Do you think he's Oh man, what if his eyes are like baby teeth like in like for humans? No, stop and... it. Please stop it. <laughs> and this. at some point no
0: his eyes, eyes need to pop
1: out because no, he's got Tim, adult stop eyes and it.
0: this is horrible.
1: No, that's my new thing. Oh man, I, I am running that. with that.
0: I hate that. I think I think that Grogu is so in tune with the force that he s- literally sees all. And that's why he's got these big old dark eyes.
1: No, no. He's got baby eyes still.
0: <laughs> baby eyes. God damn it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know me. I'm always down to give me the weird creatures. And like, that would be such a weird alien thing They're that Disney would ever, never, ever do. But never, ever. He's just like, oh. Like, at one point, like, they're, like Luke is like, what the heck's happening? And then Ghost Yoda is like, oh, no. <laughs> like, <"Normal> this is <laughs> bad. <laughs> just, Don't like it. Grow into his adult eyes, he must. And then he's, like, blind for, like, a year or two. Oh, that'd be perfect. He's, like, a blind.
0: Oh. Because
1: he's got to grow into his, and he's got to learn how to not trust his eyes. And that just makes him a better I Jedi.
0: Dude, can Grogu... Can Grogu, if this is the case, if we're going to continue chasing this rabbit, uh, can Grogu be trained by the force ghost of, of Caden Jarrus, who is also blind?
1: Um, I feel like there's probably Do better... you have to
0: meet the person who you see as a force ghost before they're dead to see them as a force ghost? Does
1: anyone besides Luke Skywalker see force ghosts?
0: Um, does Yoda see Qui-Gon as a Force ghost?
1: He hears him.
0: He hears him.
1: They, uh, everyone has visions on the Mortis. I feel like there's a lot of
0: weird Qui-Gon Force stuff in the end of Clone Wars, but I don't remember if anyone sees his ghost. I don't think he was able to do that. I think that he, like, wasn't far enough along the journey of learning how to become one with the Force to become a ghost the way Obi-Wan and Everyone else does.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't know. I like the idea that Luke's kind of insane.
0: <laughs> no, um, Ray sees force
1: ghosts. Does because
0: she... she sees Luke and Leia.
1: That's right. She does at the end. You're right. She just caught whatever Luke had. It's some sort of uh, like weird disease.
0: Kylo, Kylo actually just sees a dead person because Han is not a force ghost, but he sees him anyway.
1: Um, I'm not convinced he's actually talking to Han in that scene, but.
0: Ooh, Um, Ooh, that's interesting. Tim, what if we did a spicy episode? and We talked about rise of Skywalker.
1: Um, maybe. I don't know. We don't have to do
0: this. I don't know if I feel good about that.
1: I watched a third of it the other day, and that was about as far as I could get for
0: i had listened to the i listened to the audiobook and um that made my most recent watch better but it's still been over a year since i've watched it
1: um i think i've only seen it maybe a time and a half Wow, i saw it once in the theater and then i watched it again and it's not that i hate it there's plenty of good stuff in there
0: i mean i think that's the thing like it's I think all Star Wars movies have like good bits and bad bits. And I still just have not like I've not like found that balance in myself to just simply enjoy it for what it is. Yeah. Like I can with like other movies that I'm not particularly fond of.
1: It's the best C-3PO film. It is the best
0: C-3PO film. Oh my God. And Babu Frick.
1: (sighs) It's the only Babu Frick. So by by that, it's the best and worst Babu Frick film. Yeah, Um, Babu
0: Frick. Fuck that guy. (laughs)
1: <laughs>
0: whoa
1: <laughs> gary yeah. on record a very anti Fuck Fray. that guy um
0: <laughs> oh i thought you were going a different direction with that no because <laughs> that could be a very good endorsement i Just, guess
1: <laughs> oh yeah i guess so
0: <laughs>
1: but i mean i guess that's like an under like Bobby Frick radiates such raw sexual power <laughs> that it's really like everyone just kind of hey, knows. Hey! Everyone's just like, yeah, that guy. Uh, <laughs>
0: Bobby Frick fucks.
1: Yeah, he does. I think I don't think there was any question in anyone's no, mind. No,
0: I think he absolutely does. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, there are good things. In There's that
1: two <laughs> characters in Star Wars that just raw, radiate raw sexual energy. And
0: Wait, excuse me. Who's your number two, please?
1: Uh, that would be Sice Noodles.
0: Sice Noodles, you're not wrong! <laughs> you're not wrong at all! Um. I saw that episode of her betraying Java in the Clone yeah, Wars.
1: but even just in Return of the Jedi.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely.
1: In the originals, when she's not a CGI and she's just kind of a puppet and she just kind of shakes her hips. Oh, it's
0: so funny. <laughs> Sice Noodles.
1: Yeah.
0: Hey! Uh, so we could talk more about this when we do a Boba episode, but, um, Max Rebo. Yeah. He's Boba.
1: Max Rebo. Is
0: that, is he playing with Finger and Dan?
1: Undecided. They're playing the Unknown. Cantina song. They're playing a uh, Rob Rodriguez version of the Cantina it's, song.
0: It's great. Um, I love
1: it. I don't know, and that's just because I'm racist and can't tell Bith apart.
0: I, I also can't, but I would um, like to believe that that's Figured Dan.
1: I I part of me would, part of me does not want that to be the case. Like, why well, does every like, if
0: that's his song? It would make sense that he's playing yeah, it in a new arrangement famously, with someone
1: new, famously,
0: with another famous. Like famously performer. in the real
1: world, anytime anybody plays a song that wasn't written by them, it's That's always true. got They're... the member of the band that wrote the song.
0: That's I'm just saying.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> it could just be a cover and it is a it cover because it's a it different is a version it's of it's
0: literally it. a cover. Um, I was so happy though when I was like, Hey, I, no, know I like this. it.
1: Um, I liked it. It's a good version of the song. It's a good version of the song. Um, there's a lot of that in that episode, which we'll we'll talk about again. Have um, you
0: been uh, consuming mm-hmm. any other Star Wars stuff lately?
1: I have not started it, but I just purchased um, Jedi Academy for the Nintendo Switch.
0: Oh, nice! I've let yeah. me know how that goes.
1: Um, I started playing the multiplayer, or just like against bots, just to try to get the controls down. Mm-hmm. It's harder than I remember. <laughs> I'll just put it like. I'm just gonna say, when I was a kid, I was way better at video games. Uh, as I grew up, I became much worse at video games. That's fair. Um,
0: That's very funny, but, but I yeah. understand.
1: It's uh, the multiplayer is really cool, I'm, and I'm surprised we haven't gotten like another version of that type of thing. Mm. Um, I know we're getting this uh, Eclipse game, um, yeah, which Eclipse, we didn't. Then, I don't think uh, we've talked about on our. Have we talked about that in the?
0: I don't think we have. Banter, I think we'll, it we'll, happened. After the last banter episode. Uh,
1: well, let's put a pin in that because I want to come back to that. But okay. um, I think a higher public game that would be like a Jedi Academy type game Ooh. because the game, the multiplayer at least, was very uh, create your own Jedi. And, uh, you know, you learn all these powers. You kind of specialize in different types of force use. And That'd be cool. it's very arena type, you know, PVP. Um you know, or, you know, versus bots and stuff. I think there's I a lot of I like that idea, that type but
0: I I feel like that's not something I would ever play.
1: Right, no. I'm just saying it's a
0: But it sounds cool. I love that idea. I'm like excited about Star Wars Hunters, which is like also um like a bat arena style thing that's coming Yeah,
1: out. that's more um like Overwatch. This would be more like yeah. um This would be a Battle little with sure. uh battlefront with like your like only Jedi, which yeah. is pretty cool. Um I think there's a space for that. Yeah. In, yeah like yeah, a yeah, higher yeah. public type thing. Ooh, um, you
0: could get you could get really if the if the studio developing it, it was willing to like invest in different lightsaber forms. You could get really nuanced in light.
1: Um yeah, in this game you can already pick um do you want to be like a solo one Handed lightsaber, do you want to use two? Do you want to have a double bladed? Yeah, Um, you could already kind of customize that, and then you customize your hilts and your colors. That's cool, um, yeah, it was really cool. I would love love that getting
0: into like the we talk about. I I mean, like, I know that it's come up in like old EU stuff, I don't know how much it comes up in new stuff, but like different lightsaber forms in the way that like there are different kinds of like martial arts styles.
1: Yeah, no, I, I know what you're talking about.
0: And I think that would be really cool to see. Um, like, well, I'm doesn't, um,
1: Stellan Geos kind of talks a little bit. Remember his, I think his a intro. Bit,
0: yeah. Oh yeah. His intro
1: is very much talking about like this form is blah, blah, blah. Like, he's,
0: yeah, he's given that, that class that, yeah.
1: um, he's, it's more like a, like a performance. Yeah. Educational performance for the, um, basically the news, um, the reporter there. But, um,
0: I do remember this. yes. Yeah.
1: So I think they they do they there are still different like lights. I love forms. that.
0: I like that idea. I would love to see more of that kind of thing happen in like bits of media that we get.
1: Right. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I'm not usually when when lightsabers come up. I'm not a big. I'm not like super into lightsabers. I think they're sure. kind of. They've kind of. I kind of get bored. I, I know I that's think... weird. But
0: I would love I would love someone to write a story that treats lightsaber combat more like sword play, like get really intricate in like the steps and like nuance of combat. Yeah. In but a way that throw like in more force with.
1: stuff, I think. In yeah. that, if you're going to do that, like like how is this? That. Why is this a thing that only Jedi can do? Basically. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Why is this not something that, like, you're, you know, why why can't Han Solo use it, you know, use a lightsaber well, you know?
0: Uh, yeah, and that's, it's interesting because, like, maybe I need a, maybe I need a General Grievous story. Because he doesn't have the force. And he wields lightsabers. And I know that he's, like, a cyborg. Yeah, but he, uses cyborg. he,
1: like, cheats them, cheats with them. He's like,
0: yeah, but I'm still curious about, like, who was he We don't know anything about who he was before Right Like in modern canon
1: His lightsaber duel with Obi-Wan though isn't really like
0: No No it's, it's very cheap like, Yeah <laughs> Helicopter
1: blades Helicopter blades Like that's not like Oh this isn't the art of lightsaber
0: Nuanced combat
1: Yeah and I know he says yeah. I trained in the Jedi arts with Count Dooku But it also could just be I was trained oh. by Count Dooku Oh to, you know to who see I what, want more I used, Wait, he... hang on. Let me finish. Can I finish this thought real quick?
0: I, okay. <laughs> so, I had a different thought that is like related, but unrelated. Please. Yeah.
1: Um, I think he when he says, can I train in this Jedi arts with Count Dooku, he's trained to see what Jedi fight like.
0: Yeah. So he doesn't Ooh.
1: train like, oh, I can do everything a Jedi can do. He's like, I know how Jedi fight because...
0: I've well, I'm wondering that. if that's similar to the Grand Inquisitor, right? Because the Grand Inquisitor fights someone is like, oh, you were trained by Depa Balaba. I can tell by like the way you wield this form. And I kind of love that. That's like really That's cool. super cool to me.
1: All right. You were saying you want to see more of.
0: Like just any of that sort of stuff, like just oh. like really nuanced, like technique being different between different yeah. lightsaber users in the way that like. If you go and read, uh, I started reading, um, God, what is that book called? We got, we got a book in recently. That's an old Chinese story that's been translated into English for the first time. Uh legend of the condor heroes the first book a hero born was just translated into english like a couple years ago oh wow and it is a like very heavy sort of samurai and um just like martial arts based combat story and they get really into in the way that like anime does like every move has a name yeah and like every every motion has intention and it's very descriptive in that in the narrative in a way that I would love to see in like combat forms in lightsaber combat and like stuff like that. Yeah, that could like, be I interesting. Just, yeah.
1: Um. Oh. Uh. So we said we we're gonna put a pin in it. Come back to it. Eclipse. Yes. That trailer.
0: That I mean, trailer. What do you think? I've never played anything that this company has put out. Um. But so I have no idea what to expect, like what this game is. But I love the idea of um
1: to put your mind at ease from what i hear it has nothing to do it's not going to be like any of the games they've made before so interesting yeah
0: um yeah i know there's problems with that game company like i don't we don't need to get into like the politics of like the allegations against the guy who's behind it and any of that right now but um i'm interested in like i just want more higher public content i love the idea that we're going to get this story that's going to take place at that time period um the title alone, Eclipse, and the sort of figure we see coming out of the, like, tar pit or whatever at the end of that, like, is really ominous. It feels to me that the implication is that this is some sort of, like, I interpreted this as, like, the dark side is rising kind of thing. Right. right? Like, I imagine this is one step on the way to the series Acolyte, which we have heard previously is about someone falling to the dark side. Sith haven't been seen at this point still for over 800 years, because by the time of Phantom Menace, it's been a thousand and we're not that far back in the past. But like the dark side is still consuming and rising in a way. And so this this I think this eclipse is very much metaphorical, but also... Right. I'm interested to see what that means. I wonder if we're going to see any characters that we know. Like, I don't recognize any. There's not a single person in this trailer that I'm like, oh, that's Avar Chris. Like,
1: yeah. Well, when I was first watching it, I was like, what era is this? That was like my first thing. uh
0: They have that shot of Yoda that looks like Attack of the Clones.
1: Right. He doesn't look like he's that hasn't aged much, but I guess he's only 200 years younger, which. (laughs) It Doesn't mean much when you uh, yeah. lose nine hundred. Yeah, but uh, he. But yeah, but there's a scene where, for one thing, I noticed that there's a lot of lightsaber combat, but there's no red lightsabers. Yeah. Um, so that I'm like, okay, so it's High Republic, because that was my first. Like,
0: that makes thought. sense. Because uh-huh. I'm like,
1: okay, because they're all, um, like this, and then yeah, then we see that guy rise, um, which we don't know really anything about. It looks kind of like Voldemort. Um, it does look kind of Voldemort. But uh it also know. reminds me of like I'm, the
0: Urukai birthing pits.
1: It does kind of. I'm wondering if we'll know more after Acolyte, or if this is scheduled to come out yeah, I don't about know what's the happen same first. time. Um yeah. it's it's an entirely cinematic trailer so like literally the gameplay could be anything.
0: Yeah, we have no idea. The game,
1: and the gameplay could be at any stage of development meaning uh we you know we could be Five this or could six be years out. Few, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. This could be two years out. You know, it, it, we don't know. Um, and I'm this could interested. be a turn-based I, RPG. This could be a, yeah. you know.
0: It feels it, to me um, that the higher public has been really good about, like, having things come out in order up to this point. And so I feel like they must have at least um, an idea of when they want this to happen. And I don't know how far in the future they have books planned for, but I know that, like, the end of phase one is coming up this month. Right. In January. Um. F- uh, by the time people hear this, Fallen Star from Claudia Gray has come out. Uh, I'm reading that one right now, but I will tell you that the quote on the back cover is that Starlight Beacon will burn. So...
1: Which is hilarious very, to me. Very,
0: very threatening.
1: Well, um, sort of. I feel it like it feels
0: like this is the end. I mean, they, they're the calling this the end happened. of phase one, yeah. or wave one, or whatever.
1: It's it's funny to me because the whole first book was like, oh, we need to make sure that Starlight Beacon can open, yeah, so that it's this beacon of light to the galaxy, and then. Well, like, so,
0: and then and then in the second book, right, in Rising Storm, we're like, okay, now we're expanding this light that this beacon represents to, like, we're having the Republic Fair on an outer world planet, and also we're making negotiation with the Zagrudas, who we right. have not previously – so we are expanding the influence of the Republic. Right. And now we're going to smash the symbol that made that possible in the first yeah. place. My,
1: my point being is I feel like the Starlight Beacon has been in the background for most of these – books and not really a big not really i don't really have emotional attachment it's a staging ground yeah it's not like we're gonna blow up coruscant you know or like you know i don't really have emotional attachment to it even though i've read the first two books i don't know if i've read if i had been more into the media but even then i I feel like all the comics have been about the what is it the drain gear or whatever it's
0: it's been did you ever play dark souls no um it feels like like a like a like a waypoint in a way right like dark souls has these campfires that you can rest at
1: yeah yeah
0: uh and there's one that you're introduced to like pretty early in the game firelink shrine which sort of becomes like a hub that allows you to access like all the different areas that exist in the game um and there's a moment in Dark Souls where the Firelink Shrine goes out and suddenly you can't save there anymore. Like, there is no respite here. Right. Uh, and I, I think the idea of, like, Starlight Beacon has been people from planets' core word that are traveling to the frontier stop at Starlight. It's it's this right. moment of, res- uh, of respite My- or whatever. I don't know how to say that word. And 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 if that is suddenly gone, access to the outer rim becomes much more difficult to manage and is much more um, threatening, especially with the Nihil being there and and attacking. And right. uh, it is, despite not being a physical location that we see super often in the story, is a point for characters to rest.
1: Right. But my my issue is that narratively. Yes. As the reader, I don't I don't have that much emotional attachment to it. I mean we it. see
0: because hyperspace works differently in most of what we see and it like feels different. But
1: you just spent an entire book destroying something that I did that you built up an emotional attachment to Yeah. in one book, and we've had two books this
0: shit and I happening. just don't
1: care about like stuff is always this other gonna thing. be bad. So it's like because like, I thought the fair was really cool. I thought they did the yeah. fair really well. Um, but I didn't, but that was built up over the course of a book, and this we've had now two books to build up the Starlight Beacon, and I don't really I'm care about you. the Starlight Beacon, and I feel like that's kind of a missed opportunity if you're gonna, if you're gonna make that yeah, the I big thing. Yeah,
0: I wonder if, if it'd be it be a different i I'm sure those comics go to Starlight all the time.
1: Probably. I'll bet you they blow up the Starlight Beacon in the first act. I'll bet you that's Almost the, certainly. I'll bet you that's the, light thing. So that, like, okay, let's just get this out of the way. But it's just kind of funny that I feel like I've read the main yeah, – the no, two main ones and it's just like there's nothing. You can't threaten
0: that and then make that be the thing that happens at the end of the book because yeah. that's – there's no satisfying resolution after that.
1: Unless that was like the thing like, oh, you know, like, yeah, I don't know. Uh-huh. But uh-huh. anyway, we'll see. But I have started it and okay.
0: it is pretty good so far. I'm enjoying it. It's nice to see all these characters again. I listened to Kevin Scott's uh, Audible exclusive audio drama Tempest Runner, which is all about Lorna D. And right. let me tell you, I still love Lornady. I don't think you need to read this. I, I don't think that like plot-wise it necessarily does anything between Rising Storm and Fallen Star that is like required. Lorna's in the same place at the end of the book as she is at the beginning. Yeah. But it does deal with the the return of Panada. The, the like, resolution of the fight between the two of them as Tempest Runners. Yeah. And her more firmly establishing uh, the galaxy's idea that she is the Eye of the Storm. Um, And it just, like, deals a lot with her past. We see, like, who she was and, like, why she got to this point and, like, where she came from. And uh, why she names her ship after herself. And it's really good, Tim. To- she she is tired of like she is the kind of person who grew up um she is like I okay spoiler for type of runner cuz i'm just going to hit these points like really fast uh grew up the daughter of like the first family of a, Rino, a Ryloth colony planet um helped a coup take over that ousted her family and and also resulted in her becoming sold to slavery uh escaped the slaves with the help of Oppo Rancisis, who nice. is part of the Jedi My Council that we still see, Oppo Rancisis My is amazing. My fave snake
1: bro. Uh,
0: she, she joins a military academy and then escapes from, uh, runs away, escapes, I don't remember the exact detail that leads to her departure from the 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 academy. Constantly living under different, like, false names, not giving anyone the history of who she is. So when she finally accepts like, no. I'm Lorna D and everyone's going to know my name. And so she names her ship also after herself because there's a pride in like, this is me. Mm. And, um, over the course of like the plot that takes place in like the present day, not the flashbacks about how she got here. Uh, she gets taken captive and is held on a, uh, prison ship basically that she, after surviving a raid from Panada, uh, ends up taking over, renaming the Lorna D, and then beginning a new Tempest under Martian Rowe, still with the galaxy believing that she's the Eye of the Storm. And she's great, Tim. I love her so much. Nice. Very, very good stuff. So I highly recommend people listen to that. It's like six hours. It's not super duper long, but it's only on Audible, so... Uh I understand the like hesitation to give into like Amazon nonsense, but um I highly, I highly enjoyed it. I yeah. would recommend people listen to it. Uh but yeah, I'm gonna start Falling Fallen Storm. That's the Claudia Gray one. This is the first in the High Public that is like an adult novel written by her, but um I read Master and Apprentice, which is the Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon Jinn story that she wrote and really, really enjoyed that. Uh, and I also know people really swear by her story Lost Star, uh, Lost Stars, which is the sort of Romeo and Juliet from across different um, factions during the original trilogy, which is yeah. also supposed to be really good. Yeah. Then she also wrote the Leia, Princess of Alderaan YA book. I think that's true.
1: Yeah. Those are, those are all books.
0: Those are all books. I have not read
1: any of them, so I cannot comment.
0: Yeah, they're supposed to be good. I haven't read most of them either. I read Master of Apprentice and really liked it, but I am a sucker for Qui Gon Jinn. I think. I think he might be my favorite Jedi, Tim. Qui Gon.
1: Nice. I'm
0: pretty I sure got that's his
1: true. um, his kyber crystal last time I went to Ooh.
0: uh...
1: Galaxy's Edge.
0: That's awesome.
1: Now I have a Republic and a and I have a light side and a dark side holocron, which gotcha. makes me happy. Um. So yeah, I think that'll that'll wrap up this banter episode.
0: I think so too.
1: Um, we'll see you in two weeks for another deep dive episode. Uh, we have a couple yeah. ideas, um, so we'll we'll leave it open right now, um, but we have a couple ideas on what we're what the next deep dive episode. So tune in in two weeks.
0: Hey y'all, Gary from the future here, cutting in to uh, let everybody know that I'm. F- Fairly certain the thing we are going to be talking about on our deep dive episode is going to be Kevin Scott's uh, Dooku Jedi Lost, which is an Audible exclusive. Again, as I said when I recommended Tempest Runner literally a few minutes ago. Um, I know that Amazon is a horrible company run by horrible people, and I don't want to ever point anyone at them. And I wish, I wish there were other audiobooks companies you could go to you know there's Libro fm but they uh are strictly drm free they uh are an actual respectable uh audiobook company that gives money to like independent bookstores if you buy them through specific bookstores they are my recommendation uh when it comes to audiobooks that aren't from amazon but unfortunately the star wars one's uh, are only printed with the DRM protections, which means that... Uh, which means that they aren't available anywhere else. For good reason. But also, I like these books. So... There you go. You'd probably rent it from the library. I think that libraries do audiobook rentals. Anyway. Calvin um, Scott's Dooku Jedi Lost... Which is a story about all about Count Dooku. I have not listened to it yet. It has been downloaded on my um on my Audible app for a long time, and I am very excited to get to it. So if you want to listen to this new canon audio drama, you can do that along with us and uh we'll talk about it in a couple weeks. Alright, we'll let you get back to the actual episode. Mm-hmm.
1: I believe, keep an eye out, keep an ear out on Patreon. We may have something, uh, related to, uh, Book of Boba Fett, uh, if you are a patron. If you're not on Patreon, go to duelinggenre.com. Uh, you can join the Patreon there. You can go to, um, what is it? Patreon.com slash duelinggenre.
0: Duelinggenre.com slash support should take
1: place. Support. Deal. Okay, got I'm it. I'm pretty sure that's true. Um, yeah, even if you, even if, uh, You're sick of hearing our voices. There's so many other uh, things going on uh, on the Patreon as well uh, that you will definitely dig. Um, Lots of other shows, bonus content, um, and just a bunch of other stuff you can get over there on the Patreon. Yeah. Um, Lots of good stuff.
0: I enjoy every time I get to be a guest on any of those things.
1: Yeah. Um, Or when you run your own shows over there, which you've done it. Uh, times. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah I did uh, Avatar Lost Airbender Season 1 For Duel and John Versus over there, which was really fun And that's all uh, I also did all of um, Scott Pilgrim Minute With Cass and Brian and Scott and Nick For like two years it took us to do that show Over there So Anyone wants to listen to that, you can go check that out over at uh... I
1: think that's the appropriate time to do a minute show
0: Yeah It's yeah.
1: over the course of two years As opposed to a summer
0: yeah, we did like one a week, and it wasn't every week.
1: Yeah. Um, if you want to find us, uh, you can find us on Twitter. We are at NR Archives Pod, um, or on Instagram at New Republic Archives. Yeah. Um, we uh, just you know uh, go on there, interact. Uh, we'll tweet different First stuff, supporting weeks. stuff. Uh, on yeah. On it. So. So. Um yeah and uh, so thanks for listening guys and remember until next time if it's not in the archives
0: doesn't exist
1: What you're what you're telling me is you hate Star Wars.
0: Can't believe we're doing this podcast. Star Wars, Tim, making me pretend like I care about all of this.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Get it out. Space fantasy
0: nonsense.
1: (sighs) I know. Uh, I guess we can fall back and do a uh, Expanse podcast like you originally wanted to.
0: Tim, how is Expanse? You said it was like a Mass Effect
1: show. It's my favorite show on TV. That's I, incredible. I realize that we're about to talk about another show on TV right now, but no, it's fine. Um, I love The Expanse. I
0: I uh, have wanted to watch it and have not gotten around to it. Um, those books are supposed to be really good. I know I people have not started them. That like really really love them. They just came out with like an anniversary edition of the first one that I got my stepdad for Christmas because I think he watched at least the first season of the show. Um. But I haven't, yeah, I don't know anything about The Expanse other than I hear people say it's good.
1: Um, Yeah, it's political. It's got your, um, it's, yeah, it's a lot of political drama, but it's in space. It's got your space fights. It's got good characters, really interesting characters. That's awesome. It's definitely very character focused. Um, that's good
0: i love stuff like that actually like
1: um but it's got deep lore which will which will also win you over yeah so.
0: it sounds up my alley so
1: yeah it, it very maybe much I'll check is. that out
0: i'm like caught it's, up it's on... gonna
1: be one of those things that when you start it you're gonna be like how the hell have i never watched this but
0: yeah and then i'll message you in a week and be like okay i'm done
1: yeah exactly exactly <laughs>